Welcome to Where Two Are Gathered, here on Radio 74. I'm your host, Harold Chin, Senior Pastor of the Mandan Seventh-day Adventist Church District. I'm glad you've tuned in to gather with me to experience the blessings of Jesus' promise in Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Today's devotionals are titled, Troubling the Teacher and All-Powerful Carpenter. But first, a special song named, His Strength is Perfect.
troubling the teacher. Mark 5 verse 35 says, While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue ruler's house saying, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? But Jesus, paying no attention to what was said, told the synagogue ruler, Do not be afraid. Just believe. Why trouble the teacher? Is that what the people thought? Was Jesus the kind of person who would feel inconvenienced at following a man who was desperate to save his daughter's life? Then, at learning of her death, want to no longer be troubled by this issue? Jesus wasn't being forced. He accepted the synagogue ruler's worship, heard his request and statement of faith, then freely chose to go with him. It kind of seemed like they were telling Jesus, by way of telling the ruler, why be troubled by this man any longer? I despise this kind of crowd think. I see it on Twitter a lot through the news. The insinuation that the crowd always has the right answer, the right opinion, and the right judgment. The people had brought the report that the girl had died. In their opinion, it didn't make sense for Jesus to follow the synagogue ruler anymore. Which is why they said, why trouble the teacher any longer? We must notice something important. Jesus paid no attention to what was said, but told the synagogue ruler, Do not be afraid, just believe. There is no rule saying we have to quit praying after a person has died, and yet we, in our own judgment, love coming to our own conclusion that things are better off this way, or that if the person has died, God's will was done. This story proves that a report of death is not always a reflection of God's will. Yet we use a report of death to justify not being troubled by a person's prayer request any longer, and we cease praying. We've become just like the people in the story, not wanting to trouble Jesus any longer. And I wonder, how many lives might he have brought back had we not been afraid, but kept believing? Let's look back in history at King David for a moment. He was told by God through the prophet that his firstborn son would die. This was the first son born to David and Bathsheba. When his son was born, David fasted and prayed that his son would be spared and then received the report that the baby had died, just as the prophet had said. At receiving the report, David quit fasting and praying. There was nothing in the prophet's message that said anything of a resurrection. Death was what would happen. Once that was satisfied, was it really beyond the realm of faith to believe that God could have raised the baby up again? Do you think a different outcome might have resulted if David had fasted and prayed one more day for a dead baby? Jesus told the father who had received the devastating report of his daughter's death, Do not be afraid. Just believe. Real faith starts at human impossibilities. Let's take up the challenge to keep praying, even when the reports indicate we should stop. Let's not follow the crowd, but follow Jesus and continue to believe even when it doesn't make sense. Jesus wants to astonish you with his love. May we never fear to trouble Jesus with our faithful requests today. All-Powerful Carpenter Mark 6 verse 1 says, 
Now Jesus left that place and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. Many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did he get these ideas? And what is this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these miracles that are done through his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And aren't his sisters here with us? And so they took offense at him. The people at Jesus' hometown, upon learning of his identity as carpenter and son of Mary, refused to believe that he was anything else. Their astonishment of his words and actions were nullified, and he was not able to do any miracles there except to lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed because of their unbelief. Then he went around among the villages and taught, Mark 6, 5 and 6. There was no one who had the faith of Jairus. There was no one who had the faith of the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years. No one believed that a carpenter, son of Mary, could have that kind of power. The only exceptions were a few sick people who received the touch of Jesus' hands and were healed. This amazed Jesus. What are the stumbling blocks keeping us from believing in Jesus with greater faith? A bad experience with a church member or trusted church leader? Are we too busy blaming Jesus for our misfortunes instead of humbling ourselves before him with our requests? Do our prayers seem to be ineffective? There are probably many more stumbling blocks that I have not mentioned or cannot even think of. We are so good at coming up with excuses for keeping Jesus at arm's length with our faith and not believing in him completely. We've made up our conclusions about him based on other people's opinions and have not made up our minds about Jesus for ourselves. This year, let's allow Jesus to change our faulty opinions of him and awaken within us an even greater faith than we've ever had before. 1 Peter 5 verse 6 says, And God will exalt you in due time if you humble yourselves under his almighty hand. By casting all your cares on him, because he cares for you, be sober and alert. Your enemy, the devil, like a roaring lion, is on the prowl looking for someone to devour. Resist him, strong in your faith, because you know that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are enduring the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him belongs the power forever. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. We would like to hear from you. You can reach us at radio74mandan at gmail.com or leave us a message at 701-390-9147. Be sure to return here every Thursday at 12 noon and 6.44 p.m. and every Saturday at 12.44 p.m., 4 p.m. and 8.15 p.m. to claim the promise of Jesus in Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them.